0: Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order.
1: That's quince.com slash upgrade.
0: Sans Pants Radio, Australia's most biased podcast network.
1: Welcome to How Goods Footy, a weekly AFL podcast where we ask the most important sporting question of all. I'm Carney. I'm Tom. And I'm Dusha. Boys, 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 <laughs>
3: boys,
1: boys. footy. <boys. laughs> oh,
2: Sean, fucking hell. This, without even bias this time, and it's rare for this show not to have bias, this was one of the most fucked last rounds of AFL that I can remember in my entire lifetime, and I'm fucking old. Truly
0: <laughs> fucked. That, the, the first, what, six games, something happened big in every single one of them. Like, even the dead rubbers... Were weirdly interesting for that first
1: day. It was fucked Saturday and Friday. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, big time. And it should have been fucked fucked Sunday, but it was just like really chilled out Sunday.
2: (laughs) Yeah, relaxed Sunday. What I love
1: is if you
0: had to look at this round coming in and being like, okay, so there's going to be a day that is going to be absolutely fucked. And you saw that Essendon were playing on Sunday, you'd be like, oh, it'd be that day. Yeah. That's the day that's fucked. No, that was the most cruisy of days. I don't think I lost
2: any extra hair during that game.
1: <laughs> it grew back.
2: Yeah, which is crazy. It's the first time that's ever happened.
1: Imagine if Essendon win the flag, and you wake up the next morning and you got hair down to your feet.
0: <laughs> oh my god, my hairline—it's back. You go back to you go to the doctor. They check your heartbeat; it's beating normally. It's You're, you've actually the heart
1: of a, a twenty-year-old man. <laughs> Your blood are, you, are, you, are you 15? Because your body's so healthy.
2: <laughs> your blood pressure is the most, like, the most normal blood pressure we've ever seen. You're a scientific Marvel.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, that makes sense. Marvel call you up and hire you for Thor 5 <laughs> to replace Hemsworth.
2: <laughs> I'm in better shape. <laughs> but then the bombers start losing and you're sacked. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'll do it. But. You need to make sure we're filming before the 2022 season.
0: <laughs> oh, oh so fuck.
2: Let's just get into it because it was just mayhem all weekend. Friday night, Port Adelaide. <laughs> oh. oh, my God. <laughs> port Adelaide um, tried to kill your brother. It was an assassination attempt, Tom.
0: Oh, they do that a few... Uh, port do a bit of a... Bit of in from time to time where they just Recently like to test especially. his nerves. Yeah. yeah. They just like to just just check, to see if he's still breathing. <laughs> yeah. And um, at half time, where I think they kicked two goals to like seven. Uh, um, at
2: half time, I think they'd only kicked one goal, which is crazy. Yeah. They'd kicked one <sighs> goal eight at half time.
0: And what have the Bulldogs kicked? Four, five. Five, three. Yeah. Yeah. This looked this looked like Port were going to do that thing they love doing where they're going to kick six, 14. The dogs are going to yeah. win by, you know, three or four goals. And then the the power came out at halftime and we're just like, nah, we're actually, um, get fucked. Yeah. He sent me a great meme after this game. Obviously, uh, at the five-minute mark of the last quarter, Port Adelaide hit the lead for the first time all game and obviously went on to win. He sent me a a meme after the game, which was a, a photo, an instructional photo of the bottom of a car, all of the pedals in a manual car. So you have the brake, <laughs> you have the accelerator, and where the clutch would be, you have Robbie Gray. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, unreal. Just, like, to, to come out having not played well against any of the top five sides yeah. this year, to come out, be that far down, and just grit the teeth and claw their way back in and then win... But it wasn't even that tough
2: because, like, I mean, that was a part of it, but it was huge momentum swings both ways, because Port kicked four goals in a row after halftime, hit Mm. the lead, (laughs) then the dogs kicked four in a row, Mm. then, like, Port kicked, like, the next two, dogs kicked one, and then there was, like, in the last quarter, then they kicked, dogs kicked the first one of the last quarter, and then Port kicked the next four and one by two points.
1: Uh, I reckon Port were in control of the game yeah. from the second quarter onwards. I think the Bulldogs had a huge crack in the first quarter, and then it was just Port inaccuracy. Yeah, like yeah. Port looked like the team that deserved to win from like the second quarter onwards.
0: Yeah. It helps, too, that they've got Aliyah in that back line just telling everyone to get absolutely fucked. Oh,
1: yeah. He's recruited the year, him and Tom Hickey from Sydney. Has to be.
0: Yeah, Has to be. It's... What was interesting, speaking of Tom Hickey, because he's a ruckman, um, Bevo, what are you doing when you have a ruckman who is quite good, you just play him at the forward line and
1: put Bont in the ruck? Bont in the ruck made me sick. Bevo has basically said (laughs) to Tim English, I don't trust you in the ruck. Like, Mm. how's Tim English supposed to front up and play against Essendon next week? Good luck, mate. His confidence dead.
0: Sam Draper's just going to look him in the eyes and just... Say I will kill you. <laughs> what? Here's the thing, right? That's such a risky play because then Bont goes into the ruck. Now, I don't know about you. Maybe Scotty said is a bit of a gentleman, you know. Maybe, maybe there's some gentleman ruckman out there who, you know, will compete fairly. Sam Draper sees Bont in the ruck and goes, "Cool, I'm going to kill this little fucker. I'm going to yeah. eat him for. Gr- I'm going to eat him for breakfast." Yep. <laughs> Fucking I've seen, <laughs> I've seen the look in Draper's eyes. There's murder yeah. in there. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Draper has a little, and look. I don't love this because I don't love the player I'm going to compare him to, but his eyes have a little bit of the dusty about them. They're a bit shark eyes. Hmm. Like when you look into Sam Draper's eyes, you see two things, the love of partying and the love of murder. But you have to look very deep because at first you just see nothing. But then I What's feel going on like in there?
1: You look a bit lower and his mouth has just got this cheeky little grin. So I, I think he's all right. Yeah. Nah, I or love he's it. a maniac. Well, <laughs>
2: um, we'll get to that when we talk about accident. but the media push in the last two weeks towards the accident bombers and everything that's happening off field is one of the most surprising and most fucking chaotic things I've seen in a very long time.
0: You're the media darlings. Yeah,
2: but we're doing stuff that seems to be just for like just for the benefit of us, but it's like leaking to the media and the media are like, oh this is unreal.
0: They're well, shocked by it. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, wait, they're not doing... Oh, oh, we thought this breaking story about Essendon would be some sort of scandal. (laughs) (laughs) No, it just turns out that Dyson Heppel could be captain of the year.
1: Uh, He speaks (laughs) so well, doesn't he? He is
0: a great bloke. Yeah. You could um, just... He just... He's the kind... He would pull over and help you change a tyre. Oh, Even if it meant he was late to a game. Mm. He'd He'd just do it.
1: He would just swap cars with you. Yeah, he would. Yeah. He'd be
0: like, "That's right, you take, so you take out, my car. I'll, I'll figure this out. I'll figure it out." All right, yeah. you Oh, you're um, watching
1: the game. You got tickets to the game. Go enjoy, enjoy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He comes uh, after half time.
2: Yeah, let him know I'll be I'll be there a bit later. <laughs> um, but I trust I the boys. They won't need me. Yeah. <laughs> um, that actually do- I'll tie back into the game we're just discussing because I think the only person that could have a chance at uh stealing the bons logie of recent is uh <laughs> yeah is
0: Happel. Put
2: happily in yep. out, I reckon.
0: I think yeah. I think Bont's in trouble because I didn't see him on TV last night. He vanished. Mm. Um, J- Jacob again getting very excited, sent me a message after the game, being like, "I've heard that the Bont is refusing to shower after the game." And I said, "Why?" And he said, "Because Ollie Wines gave him the bath of his life." <laughs> <laughs> well, the Bont has maybe also, and look. The Dogs
2: have fucked this for themselves because they were a top two side for the majority of the year. And now they've finished fifth, which means the best case scenario is they don't get a week off now, even if they play extraordinarily well, which means they could just run out of legs. And I know that that is how they won a flag last time, but they do not have the element of surprise this time on their side. They also had a week off last time. Hmm. Yeah, and an interesting thing is that Bevo has lost three finals since that grand final, so like they haven't won a final since they won the grand final.
1: Can I put this to you guys? Because I think yeah. Bevo's often lauded as this master coach. Mm. Bevo has only ever won a final in that year, that 2016 year. Mm. Every other yeah, was- year he's been coach of the club, the Dogs have not won a final.
0: Sure. To be fair, that year was pretty good. Yeah. It was good. They won four then, but he's never <laughs> every other final
1: they've played in since and the one before that, they lost all of them. Real one hit wonder stuff at the moment.
0: I mean the one the one hit was a grand final. Just it was great. Need, to,
1: need to say that out loud, Sean. Yeah. No, everyone knows that, Tom. There's no need to clarify. What I want to clarify, because people don't under people know about the grand final. They don't know about the fact that they have been unsuccessful with everything else since.
2: Um, one thing that is also a little concerning just sack
1: is- Bevo. That's all I'm saying.
2: <laughs> there it is. There it is. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, one thing that could be a bit concerning now for the bond is, like, I reckon that come Brownlow night, we're going to see that he gets like a huge lead in the half halfway through the season, and then is just slowly pegged
0: back. Clayton Oliver's going to catch him, I would think. Yep. Don't sure.
2: think. Yeah, because I don't think he's going to pull much, if at all, in the last three games. And now teams have caught on to the fact that Liber is their X Factor. And, well, um-
0: who beat them earlier in the Melbourne in the first game that the Bulldogs lost when the Melbourne and Bulldogs were undefeated? That first loss came because the D- the D's tagged Liber. Yeah. yeah. And, and every side also- has tried to replicate. Like it's hard, like you've got to do it, because he's very yeah. good. But yeah. if you can shut him down, he's actually the the engine. He gets it out to the Rolls-Royces on the outside. Mm-hmm. But yeah. he's the there's no point trying to stop the bond because he's the bond. There's no point stopping McRae because he's McRae. But if you stop Liver, they can't get the ball.
1: Josh Bruce has been a big loss, like massive, oh, yeah. huge. It's huge. the it's the Eric Kipwood effect, I think. Yeah, yeah um, except they haven't figured know. out how to deal with it yet. And at least we had you know Danaher and McStay. They're just really yeah. relying on Aaron Norton. Yeah, um, and he hadn't
0: been firing, whereas Bruce had. Yeah,
1: he's not firing at all.
0: Like, like it's weird to say that if they'd lost Norton over Bruce, they might have been able to cover Norton better than the loss of Bruce, Mm. which is an insane sentence to say, if I had heard that sentence 12 months ago, I would have shut myself in the brain. Mm. (laughs) Um, Yeah, well,
2: that's probably why they're playing Tim English forward to try and cover the Bruce role, but it's not going to work, clearly.
1: Yeah. Also, worth noting, after round 20, the Bulldogs were on top of the ladder. Yeah. And they had three games to go for the year, and they were against, uh, who were they against? Essendon, who they were expected to beat, Hawthorne, mm-hmm. who they were expected to beat, and then Port Adelaide. All they had to Which do was, was win g- one game to finish in the yeah. top four. They really should have finished on top of the ladder.
0: Yeah. All my ladder predictors had them first or second. Yeah, they've like, cooked it
1: three or
2: four yeah. weeks ago.
0: And it's going to be hard now. Now they're playing a team who,
2: look, Essendon are still well and truly going to go into this, the underdogs, like big <laughs> time. Um
1: this is the worst matchup for anybody in the top 8 because Essendon <laughs> are the only team really that have literally nothing to lose.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Essendon and Sydney to a degree.
1: Uh not- no Sydney Sydney have had it's not like Sydney turned it on late in the year they've been no, great true, all year. True. So for them yeah. to fall out first week that'd be really disappointed.
2: Yeah, and GWS again were expected to do better than they were doing in the first half of the year but then they've course corrected and yeah. snuck into finals. We accident were like people had us finishing bottom four. Yeah, I mean it'll be bad to lose another final, but whew, if we if we win, that is my grand final for the last twenty years. <laughs> <laughs> it's um that is actually I suspect that the Victorian government had kind of an inkling this could happen, and they've locked down the state just to protect everyone from me. They're saying yeah. COVID, but it's actually Joel Dusha.
0: They were like, we need to close every pub. If he's anywhere near them, there'll be no beer left in Melbourne.
2: (laughs) Um, But yeah, like, it's not, I guess, doom and gloom for Western Bulldogs, but it's definitely not good. And also, I just remembered, because I was like, oh, yeah, shit, Essendon beat Western Bulldogs a couple of weeks ago. But they lost Bruce in the last 10 seconds of the game. We beat them with Bruce.
3: Mm. Yep. Yep.
2: Big. (sighs) Stephen Martin might be back there, so maybe Draper's gonna have a fucking.
0: I'd kill them both. Far far bigger. Far bigger. We've um, seen the death in his eyes. Yeah.
2: Anyway, it's now time to roll in from fucked Friday into fucked Saturday. (laughs) Far out. Yeah. Uh, Clarko's last game coaching at Hawthorne, and currently last game as coach because he hasn't signed a deal anywhere yet. He's taking this year off to travel. Um, <laughs> no one's told
0: him. No, <laughs> what's COVID? <laughs> nah, see the thing about the thing about Clarko. Clarko struck like to be the coming. I was like, yeah, going to go do a bit of travelling. Like, are oh, we going to go? Oh, Halls Gap. <laughs> <laughs> gonna gonna drive to Canberra and back. Yeah. Gonna just like I don't know. Have it go to Phillip Island. Like, yeah. Clarko's a simple man. <laughs> Love
2: it. Well, the one thing with Clarko, I guess, finishing up his time at Hawthorne means that there is a lot of just fucked Clarko stories coming out. Like, I mean, there's the obvious one that we know about, which is when it had snowed in Tasmania and everyone wanted to wear long sleeves, how he did a lap of the oval without a shirt on, wearing shorts.
0: Yeah. To just be like, see? It's fine. Yeah. It's mind fine. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Also, um, the story that came out this week about how he punched himself in the head and gave himself concussion by accident once. I
1: love that. <laughs> also, he punched the wall in the coach's box on the weekend. Did you see that? He did. He
0: yeah. did. <laughs> He thought I'm gonna have another crack.
1: Yeah, he pulled back a little bit, but he still uh, he still left a mark. <laughs> His dad's um, coming in today to fix it up. <laughs> that's the rule. That's, that's the cool. rule.
0: Dad the not plasterer? Bad luck. <laughs>
1: um,
2: but even before we get to the actual game and the result of the game, Clarko also did a thing at the end where he made me not hate Dimmer for a very brief period of time, yeah. which is during Dimmer's press conference after the game, like a debrief, which Dimmer. Spun to be incredibly positive, by the way.
0: Fuck you, Dimmer. Oh, we're tired from playing
2: finals for the last four years.
0: Shut up. <laughs> hey, I'm pretty sure that the, the commentator saying anything. Oh, you know, they went pretty deep into finals last year. So, Geelong, and uh, we're still playing finals. Brisbane made a prelim. Mm. So did Port. And oh, they're, all, they're all in the top four. Yeah. Anyway, I guess like you can't just come out and be like, yeah, this year was
2: fucked and we cooked it. So, anyway. But, um, yeah, Dimmer's giving his press conference and then... Dimmer just looks to the side Oh, he's are you kidding? You crashed my press conference
0: too. And then Clarko pulls in and is like, hey, how's it going? Pulls up a chair. <laughs> 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 oh, It was good. It was big dad interrupting a best man speech at a wedding
2: energy. Oh, mm. oh they have big time. Like Clarko came in like an older uncle. They're, they're pretty tight, those two. Your dad was telling you off and then your uncle burst in and been like, yeah, leave him alone. You mm. fucking idiot.
1: <laughs> this game had a fucked finish.
2: Oh, yeah. So, also, uh, Sean Burgoyne's last game of AFL, which is crazy. He's played over 400 games, and he almost, almost, and I'm kind of sad this didn't happen, but almost was the hero. Had the literal last touch of the game. For anyone who doesn't know, it was a draw.
0: Boys, do you want to hear a crazy stat? Guess how many times Richmond and Hawthorne have played a draw? Never. Not until last Saturday. (laughs) That's huge. That is insane. They have both been around for that long. They've never had a draw, and then they choose to have one. Round 23, Burgoyne's last game, Clarko's last Hawks coaching game, Mm -hmm. Asprey's last game, Bashahoolie has obviously retired as well, so it was his kind of farewell to footy as well. No crowd. Mm -hmm. There's no one there. It's just weird vibes, and Hawthorne were 31 points up during that last quarter.
1: They cooked it.
2: Yeah, uh, Richmond kicked five goals in the last six minutes or something. But yep. the last goal came with uh, seven seconds to go. It was a dirty, dirty, dirty ball. And Jack, rat can cunt, rewalt, stuck his toe out straight through the middle. But Burgoyne was sort of onto it and did like the biggest, stretchiest, long... Like Mr. Fantastic did. Yep.
1: Um,
2: came from the heavens to try and get a little, little finger on the ball as crossed the line, but was unsuccessful.
0: Best thing Sorry about, about that is as they were walking post match, they just stopped talking and had the mics on picking him up. Yeah and Rewalt came and gave Burgoyne a hug and he said, I almost wish you'd touched it. Oh, almost. What a dog.
1: Yeah. Massive dog. Also, they didn't need to score review it for anywhere near as long as they did. No, <laughs> no. that was that was, it was, was theater. Like, it was like they were really trying to find just, just a way. Just a way yeah. for it to be a Burgoyne like touch, you know? Which I respect. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah. The guys on Photoshop weren't working quick enough to move his <laughs> hand. It'd have been so good if they had played it back and there was a gap between his wrist and his hand where they've moved his hand into <laughs> the ball. Um, but yeah, huge, huge game. Like just
2: chaos. It was just chaos. So everyone like was exhausted by that. I guess being like, "Whew, that's gonna be the most fucked game of the weekend." Incorrect. It just kept. It just kept happening. Um, so, the Sydney v. Gold Coast game, that was probably the only game where nothing-
0: Oh, nah. A man decided he's going to kick three, uh, 300. He's going to hit the <laughs> four figures this year. Yeah. Oh,
2: I mean, yeah. Franklin kicked six, but which puts him, what, eight away? Eight. Yeah. Eight off. Um, but they were being very, 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 very buddy focused.
0: Oh, for sure. The only interesting thing out of this game was um, they played Callum Mills. Yeah. He didn't look great. He had a big first half and then did his Achilles. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what Achilles. he's
1: been struggling with. Yeah. yeah.
2: Apparently, like, I mean, I've seen footage of, and I'm sure everyone has because it's been everywhere, but there's footage of him warming up before the game. And uh, yeah, he didn't look right. Um, I know a lot of AFL media have been speculating that they pretty much use this as just like a fitness test for the finals for him. And it uh, obviously didn't go too
0: well, as we saw. No, well, no Kennedy and no Mills now for the for the Giants' final.
2: Yeah, dangerous.
0: Fuck and that's God. a hot midfield.
3: Hmm.
2: Taranto in the last couple of weeks has been fucked. Ah, oh, he's a gun. Yeah, like I know. Like people talk about him being very good, but he, geez, he has been very good. Yeah. Didn't he
1: win the Best of Ferris in his second year? Second or third year? Yeah. <sighs> That's a powerful top three in the draft. McGrath, Taranto, McCluggage. Yeah. Huge. Um, all very different, too. Yeah.
2: But yeah, Sydney absolutely dominated Gold Coast, won by like 80-something points, 87 points. That's anyway, much. let's go to the next game. Sean, <laughs> Oh, there was two things you needed. One, a win. And I needed you to win, too. Because if you lost, then Essendon all of a sudden have problems. Because yeah. West Coast were still in the running for finals. Other results pending. Their destiny was not in their own hands, but they did need to win this.
1: Were you nervous at the start of the fourth quarter, Joel?
2: I was shitting myself the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It's a weird one, because
1: they got back within a goal, I think, at the start of the fourth. And (laughs) weirdly, I never felt like they were going to win. Yeah. I don't know why it just didn't feel like it was on the cards.
0: No, I'm with you. I always thought you were going to win. The worry was, were you going to win by enough?
1: At that point, I thought, no. I thought, uh, we'll pull away here and win by four goals or something. But yeah, it wasn't going to be, be enough. So, yeah, yeah, Brisbane had to win. The margin kept changing during the game. So, the higher the score got in the game, the bigger the margin had to be. We yeah. started off probably needing to win by about like 23 points. Yeah, And then I think it ended up being we needed to win by 32, I think. Yep. Yeah. And it happened in the final twenty seconds of the game. Link McCarthy just snapped one that just snuck in for a point, and we were like,
2: home. Just yeah,
0: <laughs> and then the crowd that 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 point that point got a bigger cheer than Pluggers Point after the siren. Like yeah, it was huge. People in the crowd lost their minds. Yeah, the players were excited. Everyone was like, "That point is finals." Yeah. One thing um, that I
2: know yeah. some people hated, but I thought was very funny is the entire game. They had fourth and fifth on the screen, like the ladder, the live ladder on the screen. Yeah, I hated it. Really?
1: I talked yeah, I talked to my brother today and he loved it. He thought it was awesome and he thought the coverage and the commentary was great. And I hated the live ladder. I get it in the last quarter, put it up. Even the second half. But they had it up from the very start. Yeah. And Nick Rewalt and Gary Lyon were doing special comments. And it was literally every time one team kicked a goal, they were like, oh, they're back in the four. Oh, they're out. Oh, they're in. The whole game. And it was just like, yeah. ah, do we need this right now? It was obviously huge at the end. Yeah. It was crazy. It was one of the most fucked games I've ever watched. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't realize that Charlie Cameron kicked a goal at the end because once we'd secured the point, I was just fuck going off, just screaming. I didn't even look. I think yeah, I came so- back later. I was like, oh, wait, why the score that? What? What happened? I was Chris Fagan in that moment. Fagan just yeah. screaming and throwing the fucking headset. Off. <laughs> He's I swinging it around. Yeah. He's just the best dad in the world and we love him.
2: Yeah. Fucking crazy. It was um, fun.
1: De- oh, I can't tell you how much I wanted Dan McStay to be the one to get that point. He had the shot <laughs> yeah. with like a minute to go from just outside 50 and he just kind of shanked it across the face. Yeah, missed everything. Uh, My fingers were on my phone. I was ready to send you guys a message and be like, I always believed in him. (laughs) I still do. He played a great game. Joey Danaher kicked four and he's been maligned by everybody, including us, for his set shots. But fuck, he yep. delivered. He really delivered. He had some crucial um, set shots. And he in a pressure
0: a- game, too. That's yeah. holding you in good stead for the next couple of weeks. Um, he's I, I the feel first like Joey player- gets better
1: as the pressure gets bigger. That's my f- that's my vibe. Yep.
2: He's going to be a big-time finals player for you. Um, but also an interesting stat with Joe Danohar is, uh, so he kicked a goal every game of this season.
1: Yeah, which is first player huge. to do it since twenty seventeen. Twenty seventeen. Yeah, Joe
2: Danaher did that.
0: Holy yeah.
1: shit! That's it's big. Yeah. So some people, I think some people in the media still think he's hasn't been that good this year. He's been awesome. He's kicked I think nearly forty five goals now. So depending yeah. on how deep we go in finals, he's probably going to kick something in the fifties, which is great for a first year. And also like the guy, um, Mackay just won the Coleman with fifty eight, I think. So it's not like he's that far off the pace of no, the top I think goal he was kickers.
0: Almost in like the top ten. Yeah. Well, yeah. If you got forty five, Hawkins was fifty three. He, he got was second. Yeah. Like, and he was second. Like, yeah.
1: That's you're in that bracket. Yeah. He's had a great year. It's just been like generally pretty consistent. And you got to factor in too when we had Hipwood in the team for. Over half the year, Joey was spending huge chunks in the in the ruck as well. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, in the last probably month, he started to kick a couple of bags at four. Well, not bags, but yeah, four goals. Um, yeah. Oh, I think he's playing really well. McStay's doing well. Lincoln McCarthy, Charlie Cameron's hit form at the right time. Jared Berry's back in. He kicked three goals. Oh, Berry um, was huge. People talking about Berry diving when he got pushed, but it's kind of like, don't be a dumb shit and push him. Like you, yeah, you deserve to give away that free. There's also a lot of salty bulldogs who are unhappy with the timekeeping error. I don't know if it's a legitimate error. I've just heard about it. Apparently, um, it was like 24 it, seconds. Or something. Yeah, it was I, a I legitimate
2: error, but it was okay. It was also think, with 15 minutes to go in the last quarter. So okay, yeah. let's say that they did play that. That is so long. Where because the players were aware too. It's not like they were like they came off the ground and then were like oh shit yeah we got enough points. So like.
1: You're spot on with Joel. Have, it's would kind of increase like increase yeah, their output anyway. If, if that had happened with like a couple minutes to go, that's a bigger story. But with 15 yeah. minutes to go, it's such a sliding doors thing because so many other things yeah. have happened in that time. And, yeah, players yeah. would have adapted probably to it and moved the ball a bit quicker in certain other – Yeah. To me, that's just a real non-issue. And yeah. for any – I think most Bulldogs fans are, like, not really salty about that. But for people who are, it's like, well – all you had to do was win one game in the final three weeks. So don't yeah. blame a timekeeping error. Like it's yeah. I think it's for the best that they're not in the top four. Because they don't deserve to be. I think we have a legitimate <laughs> a shot of beating Melbourne this week. The Bulldogs wouldn't have wouldn't have their yeah. forms really shit. They need to well, really lift.
2: This is actually yeah. an look, I know that I'm very acid and biased at the moment, but you've got to understand this is a very rare feeling for me. Uh we and, know. We know. Yeah. Um but your brother actually messaged me about this, Tom. Uh, the show's brother. I feel at this point he's yeah, not just your brother, brother; he's all of our brothers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Jacob, the Snake Man, messaged me, and he was said set- he said, "Fuck! I really hope Besant makes the top eight. West Coast and Frio do not deserve to be there. Yep. Where you guys have been way better in the back half of the year."
3: Yeah,
1: I um I'd also message Dad, brother Jacob, over yep. the course of the weekend just to put in. In motion, the plan that... Because he and I needed to team up. Yep. Um Port Adelaide had to get the job done and then Brisbane had to finish the job. And yeah, just yep. after it had happened, just messaged each other with, love it when a plan comes together. You love to see it. Now we're enemies again, because he's yep. Port yep. Adelaide and I cannot stand Ken Hinkley. It's true, yep. but yeah. When I messaged you guys, when Brisbane looked like maybe they weren't going to get the margin to get in the top four... Yeah, I think I said, say a prayer to God, boys. And God in brackets was Vossi. And, and <laughs> yeah. it worked. Uh, he heard and he delivered on Friday yeah. night and on Saturday twilight. <laughs> like he's, he's just the greatest person ever.
2: So if anyone is wondering what Sa- Sean sounded like after the game, uh, I've just got a little clip that he sent us. Um, <laughs> goes for two seconds. I don't know how well it's going to come through a microphone. But uh, Sean's enthusiasm currently is underplaying how he actually felt because it sounded a little bit like this.
1: <laughs> yeah, I uh, scared the dog. He uh wanted nothing to do with me for a while after that. Game.
0: <laughs> Jeez, he's got a rough four weeks coming up, very rough.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep.
0: Um all right, well let's
2: look at the next game. Sean, congratulations on your top 4 finish. That Thank is you. enormous.
1: Yeah, big time. Prime time. Every prime
0: time. So the next Saturday game. twilight. <laughs> Tom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The fucked Saturday continued.
2: Yeah. This was one of the most fucked games of football I've ever seen, especially for
0: top of the ladder. It's just the fact that this, again, I'm with you, Sean. They had a live ladder up the whole game. It's great, And it was kind of like, we know that whoever wins. And they also kept doing this. Like every, I reckon, two minutes, Luke Darcy would say a version of and the winner tonight, they'll get to play Brisbane at their choosing, and the loser has to go to South Australia to play Port Adelaide. I reckon he said it probably every three to four minutes. Yeah. yeah. When there was a lull in play or a stoppage or after a goal, he would yeah. say it. I think by the end of it, everyone, even someone just walking past the TV with no knowledge of football, yeah. would know that the winner of the game was going to be playing Brisbane at a ground yeah. of their choosing. And the loser would play Port Adelaide in the Adelaide Oval. I just like to wanted.
2: clarify, Sean. Uh, it was slightly different from the Brisbane and uh, West Coast game, where the ladder wasn't on the screen the whole time. They would occasionally bring it up, but it oh, was okay. actually, yeah. So, um, Tom, I don't know if I you think- saw, I don't know if you saw the Brisbane game, but it was literally on the screen the entire game.
0: Like, isn't it? Didn't go away. I, I had it up. I didn't realize it was up there the whole game. Yeah. But, so um, it w- it wasn't
2: like that at all. They kept reminding pl- people, but there was no live ladder on oh, okay, the corner of the cause, screen.
1: Because my that one was. was even worse. In the last quarter when West Coast, like looked like maybe they were a chance again. They yeah. extended the live ladder. They made it bigger so you could fit West Coast in now. <laughs> and it was like almost like taking up like a, a quarter of the screen. I was like, yeah. well, I just want my footy on the screen. They had all yeah. these different things on the screen. Nah, that's too much stuff. Yeah. That's
2: what your phone's for, so you can have all the stats going at the same time. Dual oh, screen. It was, <laughs> sorry, it was so that's why you have sorry. your live
1: ladder on your phone. Yeah, it was so funny because when the Brisbane game started... Sorry, Tom, we'll get back to you in a second. That's okay, mate. Um, Nick Rewalt was calling the game, and he was like, yep, I've stayed up, I've done all the maths, I've got all the different score variations. think Gary Lyon just went, yeah, that's what LiveLight is for. Like, <laughs> It's going to be on the screen. You didn't need to do any of that. You wasted your time. <laughs> um,
2: Nick Rewalt was having an absolute nightmare of a weekend. Uh, he was fucking competent from everyone. I don't know if he is just the easy-to-bully member of that desk, or if people... Like, maybe behind the scenes, he's just, like, he doesn't gel as well with the other team members. Because Brownie had a huge swing at him. Did he? Out of nowhere.
1: Maybe it's because oh. he's the newest guy there, maybe.
2: Yeah. Because Brownie was, like, I kind of remember how it came up. But Brownie was, like, oh, I think he was talking about the Carlton coaching job and then made a joke about getting a brown paper bag full of money. And then <laughs> Rewalt was, like, you can't, you cannot be saying that. And Brownie's, like, ah, oh, come on. I'm sure... Sure, you've had some in your time, and he's like, "What?" <laughs>
1: and Brownie's like, "Yeah,
2: go on." <laughs> oh,
1: I love Brownie.
2: Revolt was just like, "What are you? What are you saying? You're an idiot, John and he's like, "No, nah, go on. Tell me that isn't true." I love him. I think he's forgotten that he wasn't doing his podcast when he did that because his podcast is fucked. <laughs> he forgets yeah. that he's not doing his podcast. <laughs> <a lot.
1: laughs> yeah.
2: Uh, he also called. Uh, he said that forwards want to take sexy marks. <laughs>
1: No. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. He's spot on. Uh,
2: yeah. It's, not wrong. <laughs> it's like he never left the field. He's still yeah. there. He knows exactly what's going
0: on. Top. Anyway, Tom. You have the floor.
2: Yeah. Um, chaos continued. Yeah. Um, so, at halftime, 10 goals, 2 Geelong, to 3 goals, 5 Melbourne. And Melbourne looked fucking dead. We kicked eight goals in a
0: row. <laughs> yes. And we looked unstoppable. Yep. Like, I looked at our forward line and I went, this is apparently the this is the best back line in the competition and we are doing this. The only other part of my brain was like, Tom, in his halftime, it is far too early to be happy. Mm-hmm.
2: Tom, there is no way that looking at that halftime score, you didn't think you already had it in the bag.
1: Can like, I can I ask Scouts you a question, a- Tom? Can I, ask I was you a question? very stressed. Holman. Can I ask you a question? <laughs> yes. Would you say that your typical Geelong arrogance has lessened this year? 100%. Yeah, because I'd like to put this case forward. I did a little experiment on the weekend. Uh-huh. I think it was when you were up by 42 points. Yeah. yeah. I put into our group chat a little suggestion about the venue that perhaps Geelong and Brisbane were going to be playing against each other next week yeah. after finishing first and fourth. Yeah, And you were very keen on the conversation, Tom. We were <laughs> talking about, I think it'll be at Adelaide Oval, all these things. So at that point, Tom, in your head, the game was won.
0: Jesus, no, nah, no. Well, you were asking if Geelong win. No, no, that was no. entrapment.
1: Entrapment by me. It Got him
0: entrapment. good. Yeah, big <laughs> fucking dumb. piece of shit. <laughs> the, the arrogant cops are on their way. we are just Catherine Zeta Jones in the movie Entrapment. <laughs> mm. Is it Catherine Zeta Jones? <laughs> yeah, yep. Sean Connery. And Sean Connery. Yep. Yep. Oh man, Sean fucking Connery. fifty year. Age. <laughs> <laughs> Sean Connery. <laughs> um. Yeah. Yeah. If yeah this you're a Melbourne
2: fucks. supporter. This would have probably been the biggest win in your entire lifetime, unless you're an old cunt listening to this. In which case, I'm sorry about your advanced age.
0: (laughs) I'm just going to pull the curtain back a bit here. Um, uh, I was messaging uh, Hayden from uh, Sans Pants Radio. Um, You can follow him on Twitch at Hayden, 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 Um, Hayden. Hayden, Hayden,
2: Hayden, Hayden, her. It ends with an age.
0: It's 25 characters. It's the worst handle on Twitch. I'll say it. I'll say it to his face. (laughs) So... He was like, good luck tonight. We were both very stressed going in. And he sent me a a message at about 8.30, because we were talking about what if our team's just fused together, like Mm. Dragon Ball Z. Mm. Anyway, at 8.30, he sent me a message that just says, the dream of a fusion team is getting further and further away. This is brutal. And I replied with, I am so, so stressed. So this is about the time that Geelong got on the march. About half time, he said – start of the third quarter he sent me a message that just said i've already realized that we're going to lose so i'm relaxed as there's no pressure anymore and i wrote back i am still stressed and then they kicked a goal and i went see there is still plenty of time for me to kill myself <laughs> as the match wore on i then got a message i am now also stressed i imagine you are more stressed and i just wrote back <laughs> very and then he wrote back mate that was a great game. You played well. And I said it was absolutely fucked. And he said, I'm listening to King Gears and Drinking Furphy. If that makes you feel better, I'm a big fan of Geelong culture. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, Tom, just this. You got your wish.
1: Is- You're gonna play at Adelaide Oval.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, it was it was gonna be either Brisbane or Adelaide Oval, because there's no way Melbourne were gonna Melbourne or Geelong were gonna be playing at <clears throat> Queensland yep. and Perth weren't gonna let us in. It's my brother's worst nightmare. All game, he's like, "I'm so glad you're winning. I don't want to play you first week of the finals." Yeah. I don't know why, considering this is the exact scenario he got last year and they smashed us.
2: Yeah, um, I think he yeah. just doesn't want to have to deal with an upset dad.
0: Dad, dad, dad'd take it all right. I reckon. Hmm. Dad, dad's dad, dad's dad jobs come before footy these days. Yeah. Um. Brother jobs come second to footy for my brother and I. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's fair enough. Yeah, Max gone. Clayton Oliver was really good, but it was Max Gorn in the second half. Stanley had been basically in that second quarter blitz. Stanley monstered him, and we won like every clearance and kicked eight goals largely from clearances. That last quarter, the script reversed. Max Gorn murdered Stanley. They won clearances. They scored from clearances. And then with about 30 seconds left, a very weird umpiring decision led to a deliberate out-of-bounds. Cam Guthrie then gets the free kick. Kicks yep. it out on the full. Brad Close punches it into Warnable, <laughs> <Yep. laughs> 50-meter penalty, and then Max Gorn goes back. And that's a nervous kick for Max because he's missed one from a very similar position uh, against Geelong after he was
1: He was much closer in, I think, this time. Um, also, what would you think of the 50-meter penalty? You okay with that one?
0: I mean, it's probably there, I guess. I, you see that shit happen every game, and they don't pay it every game. I saw one last week. Oh, you did? Yeah. Well, there you go. Uh, Look.
1: It was a 1,000% there.
0: It it was there. (laughs) I don't necessarily think the free kick to Guffrey was there. But so, you know, as Chris Scott literally said in his press conference, you know, we didn't get that one. But I also don't think that one early was a free kick either. So, you know, you win some and you lose some. Also, when you
2: cop eight goals in a row, one free kick isn't to blame.
0: No, Correct. Oh well, they we didn't cop eight goals and we cop six, I think yeah. seven or six.
1: Yeah, while well, your best players were sitting on the bench.
0: Yeah, it was weird, but hey, look, we. This is the difference, I guess, between how we've it was eight put goals ourselves in in that position compared to say the dogs, in that we won some of these later games, so it meant that a loss like we had on Saturday didn't ruin our season. Yeah. So let's get our let's get our shitty loss out of the way before the qualifying finals. I'll take that.
1: Yeah. Also, Tom, you've just got to – like, it's not the end of the world, is it? Like, you've got that positive of, oh, we kicked eight in a row on them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's it. We kicked eight in a row on the best defensive team in the league. Yeah. Yeah. And depending on how the fixture plays out and how we play and how they play, we probably won't have to face them again until either a prelim or a grand final. Hmm. And by that stage, we might have Zach Tui back and Mitch Duncan back. So you add them into the equation of we kicked eight goals on them. I reckon we can do it. I reckon we can do it if we get him again. Yep. I'm just glad Richmond aren't there. Thank fuck.
2: Next game. Uh, actually, it's probably worth noting that if that uh, Geelong and Melbourne game last year, if this game happened last year, uh, it would have been the battle for Adam's custody. Uh, because Hayden is Adam from D&D is for Nerds and other Sandspence Radio's podcasts. Housemate currently. Tommy or his previous housemate. Um, and best.
0: Well. Previous and best. Mm,
2: I mean. Hayden was bringing the best that you could offer to the household on Saturday night by drinking Furphy and playing King Gears. He was geelonging up the place anyway, but without the arrogance.
0: Oh. What I what I did like is I got a message from Adam, which was like, I hope you're okay because he gets excited about football if other people are watching football with him. It's the best. Yeah. It's the
2: best. Why did you abandon him, Tom? Mm. Um,
0: girlfriend. For love. Love, girl. <laughs> love, love. So...
2: <laughs> Not fair enough. It's the only excuse we accept here on the show. Crimes it's of true. passion.
0: Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of crimes, you know what's a great crime, boys? Eddie Betts is not playing football anymore. That is that, a crime so. against football. It is, but he's also given us so many. Do you know who? This is. Sean will get this reference. Do you know who Eddie Betts is? He's Danny Rojas. Yes.
1: Yeah. He's football,
0: his football is life. Oh, he's, yeah. He's literally in all of his in all of his retirement stuff. His whole thing was always. I hope I can put smiles on people's faces. Yeah, and if you watch any highlights package that features Eddie Betts and you're not smiling by the time it's finished, you're a heartless fuck. Yeah. He's yep. just
1: a sun. He's a sunbeam, isn't he, Tom? Yeah. is. Much like you know, like our friend Damon. we yep. call him a sunbeam. Yep. He's the host of Scary Boys, a podcast. New episodes every Friday. Yep. Eddie Betts is like that, and I'd love like Eddie's had an awesome career. So 350 games, he kick, he kick 600 plus goals, 650 plus. Easy, yeah, yeah. I would think he's incredible um also gotta tip your hat to the giants i think they're a pretty good organization because not only did they wear their indigenous jumpers out of respect to eddie but even like after the game did you see like they did the typical like you know uh standing in line to when when he walks off but they also gave him like a bottle of wine and presented him with with one of the jumpers and stuff like that that's extra effort that teams don't normally do
0: that's awesome it's really good stuff i I think that's the thing about eddie betts though like we were, we talked about it the other week when Jemma was on. She was saying it on Twitter that outside of what Dave Mundy's pretty universally loved, but Eddie Betts is the next one. Like, there is no one doesn't like Eddie Betts. Like, yeah. he can kick a goal on you and break your heart and you lose a game, but it doesn't matter because you watch it and you're like, yeah, but he's fucking good. Yeah. Like, he's, he's, he's a nice guy. He is happy. He's a, a decent human being who loves football and loves sharing football with everybody else. And I think he has-
2: he has that incredible photo with Mitch Robinson that no one likes to talk
0: about. That I love. <laughs> uh, he's just, he's just, a, he still talks to Robert after that incredible photo. So, yeah, oh, they,
1: they're good mates.
3: Yeah,
0: the photo yeah. sounds very
2: incriminating. They're just smoking cigarettes, but they're yeah. clearly drunk as hell. Mm. But I
0: love it. Yeah. Good energy. Yeah, yeah, we love you, Eddie Betts.
1: He's the best. He's um, the best ball forward ever.
0: Yeah. Oh, easy, yeah. easy. He's, he's the best. You know what? Uh, is this this is big, because it's a pretty good place to come out of both those clubs. He's the best player who's ever played for Adelaide and Carlton.
1: Ooh, I'm a huge Andrew McLeod fan.
0: So am I, but Eddie Betts, Eddie Betts might have him for me, actually.
1: No, I think McLeod, because his whole career was at Adelaide. So in terms of best from Adelaide, he's got him, I think. Just in terms of years served. But yeah, Carlton, uh, he's definitely 100% my favourite ever Carlton player. <laughs> yeah. Outside of Mitch Robbo, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing. Eddie still wins. yeah
0: Eddie
1: still wins. Yeah.
2: Credit to the Giants as well for holding off Carlton here because they looked at points like they were going to shit the bed and maybe miss out on finals. Yeah, but well, then, Carlton was, was
0: winning for most of the game. Yeah, um, but and then they just did that classic Carlton thing where for a quarter they were like. Oh no! Yeah, we're tired. We're not going to play this. We're not going to play this game. Oh, we're just going to sit this one out. If we win this, we might have that same coach again. Although I feel really bad for Teague. He was fairly bang on when I he had in that press conference. I think he started like after the game or even during the week, where he was like, "You know what? If I'm honest, I wish I had more support from the club. I didn't. They announced this thing, and it was like, Well, I can't.' There's nothing I can do now. Like
1: he yep. had to go at Tom Brown as well. It was great. Yeah, it was
0: good. And I think think we forget in all the, oh, get rid of Teague and all that kind of shit, you do forget that there is a man there who was given Mm. a job and he has performed better than both Clarko and Dimmer in their 50 games that they had at Richmond and Hawthorne.
1: Yeah, I read those stats today. It's interesting. The more you think about Teague, the more you like. like He had a COVID-interrupted first season last year. Yeah. And then he's had this season. And they have had a a lot of injuries this year. Yeah. I think they have game plan issues. I think everybody probably agrees with that. Yeah, but it's kind of like it is well, interesting back to think is a back. Fucking mess. Oh the yeah, moment. it's a shambles. But it's interesting to think back to Dimmer when Richmond went through that review, to Mark Thompson when Geelong did.
2: Mm-hmm. I hmm th- it went like, through a review in the offseason this year.
1: Yeah, I, str- I think a strong club sort of backs in who they've picked. Yeah, and then supports them. Like John Barker, the the club. He was like, "I'm going to leave at the end of the year." And not Teague. Certain people at the club pushed him out. They're like, "If you're going, just go now." Yeah. So he hasn't had him as an assistant coach this year. He just doesn't have the support around him. I yeah. just and feel that's, like that's what
0: I think he's been saying. Yeah,
1: I, I know we've talked on the show about, "Oh, you've got to get rid of Teague. Bring in someone else. Bring in Clarko. Blah blah blah." But like, maybe keep Teague and bring in like Justin Leffage as a backline coach and bring in like good people to help out. I don't know with Carlton. You just look at it and you're like, you've had five or six coaches in like. A twelve year period. It's kinda fucked. And
0: you fucked them over all in the same way. And on top of that unrealistic expectations and no support. You've
1: had basically the same board in that time. Yes, the president's just stepped down, but the guy that's taking over has been on the board for nine years. So he like, I don't know. It annoys me that he's gonna be the one who's like, Oh no, Teague's gotta go. It's like, mate, you've you've been there and picked all these shit coaches. Hmm. You should go. The whole board should go. It's funny, like Collingwood, we're gonna have that EGM. And, you know, vote on the board. Carlton fans need to do that, too. Fuck your board off. Yeah. Big clean out.
2: I think one thing that really works against David Teague, and it's nothing he can really control, but he probably needs a makeover, because he looks kind of like he cuts his own hair.
3: And I think that if (laughs)
2: he ditches that vibe, has a more powerful aura, they'd keep him on. Because that's the thing. Dimmer and Clarko, they look like if you tried to fire them, they'd say no. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Can I be (laughs) honest? My... My opinion of Teague has changed in the last week, and it's literally because he's starting to like fire up. Yeah, I don't well, think he's, he's been passionate seen- enough. Maybe he's behind closed doors, but to the media, he's yeah. just seen very flat all year. Whereas in the last week, when he's been like having shots at people, I'm like, this is good. Yeah, but he can't this. do that and keep his job. That's probably no, why I- but he should come on. <laughs> let's see it. he would love to see that.
2: Look, that's a sliding doors moment because I reckon if he fired off, let's say, six weeks ago you would be, again, this is sliding doors. I could be totally wrong. He fires off it against the media and against the board six weeks ago. And if he doesn't take enough of a shot at Carlton, you roll into Howgood's footy, sick of him.
1: Yeah, probably, yeah. <laughs> the media are very funny in this too, because I think that the opinion has changed in the last week to like, oh, poor David Teague. And I know I'm doing the same thing right now. Yeah. I think it's just a natural thing in the footy cycle. But yeah. it's like, well, I think it's like, all, all year to say. it's been like, he's got to go. He doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. And now it's like, oh, Carlton are treating him very badly. And it's like, yeah, yeah. but so is the media. So is everybody. Yeah.
2: I yeah. think it's different from Buckley, who just seems like he sucks as a person. Big time. Mm. Mm. Um, I'm glad Nathan Buckley lost his job. I'll yeah. say it. I'm yeah. not scared to say it. He deserves nothing but the worst.
0: Both he and Eddie losing their jobs in the same year is the true premiership.
2: Yeah, if they just write... 2021 premieres, fuck you, Eddie Maguire, and fuck you, Nathan Buckley. I think that no matter which team holds up the cup this year, they'd be like, yeah. Yeah. I feel good about that.
0: Still blows my mind that that big-headed racist cockhead is commentating games. Yeah. Like, I don't. I cannot fathom in any other industry where you were in charge and you were found by an independent body to have overseen a culture of systemic racism. Would you be able to be given this a job in the same industry, doing a
1: public facing role? Yeah, yeah. He's it's madness. One of the one of the all time cunts. Yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Next game deplorable. Next happen. game.
2: Uh, this is this is an interesting game because it shows the potential of a team that could have been this season, and also was the moment where Sunday became a relaxing affair for me because yep. St. Kilda just ran over the top of Fremantle in a big way. Yep.
1: Tipped it. Saw it coming.
2: Yeah, you tipped you tipped every result this weekend,
1: Sean.
0: <sighs> <sighs>
1: Only two people in our league tipped nine out of nine. I can't remember Ooh, the name of, of the other person who did it, but yeah. How but many y- places did you jump up? Uh, maybe 15 or so.
0: Yeah. Left me Um, in the fucking. I finished
1: yeah, I finished in the top twenty-five, which is pretty good for where I was at. I finished 64th, boys. That's huge. That might be my best
0: ever result.
1: Yeah, Joel, we went into the final round, you were one ahead of me, and I think I've beaten you by three.
2: Yeah, yeah, you beat me by three. Fuck. Got him.
1: Got him. Took over you, ran past Matt Stewart. Just fucking killed it.
2: Matt Stewart ran away from me too.
3: Hmm.
2: I believed in North Melbourne too much, I think. I wanted to change my tip towards the end. Like before the game, obviously, but I was like, no, 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 no. When I saw their injuries and what was going on, I was like, they're gonna want to go out with a bang. And then I looked at their team and I was like, they are fucked.
1: But I didn't change because I was like, the worst thing for your tipping was not too long ago when the bonus <laughs> message the chat group was started because then the the yeah. North hype just became huge.
2: I wanted to believe. Anyway, yeah, Saint Kilda, fucking hell, keep that energy up next season and you might have a chance to make finals.
1: Yeah, who knows with them? It feels like a real wasted season, doesn't it?
2: Yeah. I mean, they kicked seven goals straight in the last quarter. Yeah.
1: What round was it I'm trying to remember when they beat Brisbane? It would have been about maybe six weeks ago because when when that happened, it looked like they were going to make finals. It looked like they'd somehow saved the season. And then I well, think in the last four or five weeks, only won one game.
0: They had a game against us too where they looked like they were going to win, but just both games against us, they were in positions to win and didn't.
1: Yeah. How much so what did they did they just miss out on percentage in the end? Or a win? A win and percentage.
2: No, nah, just percentage. No, just percentage. Oh, oh no, no, sorry, no, win 40, and percentage. It was forty oh, yeah, sorry, points yeah.
1: to forty four, yeah.
2: There's one game that did that. Uh round three when Essendon beat St. Kilda by nearly eighty points.
1: Yeah, they had a few heavy <laughs> losses in the early part of the game. Killed year. that percentage. Yeah, like so, they beat Brisbane in round seventeen, and then they lost to Port, lost to West Coast, lost to Carlton, uh, beat Sydney, then lost to Geelong, lost uh, and beat Freo. Yeah, by then it was too late. So they had that little bit where they beat Brisbane, where it was like fucking oh, the Saints might, pull and then off they a beat miracle. Sydney.
0: Yeah, now the, the loss to Carlton was a little bit too late, it. possibly.
1: Yeah, Carlton killed them. Yeah.
0: Uh yeah, I'm just having a look now because they they beat Richmond. Collingwood, and then you guys. I think they had a three-week burst where they won three in a row. Yeah. And that was and the then point- And they just lost to Port and then fell off a cliff.
2: I mean, this is the same thing that um, our listeners would be used to anyway because we would have done it too. But Carlton and St Kilda both had this thing where both at points in the season, despite their best efforts, were still a big chance for finals. And because like, yeah. teams like GWS had really like, shit the bed- At points in the season, so they weren't really like a safe bet for the eight. And Essendon were also expected to kind of fall off a cliff just because they're a young side. So Carlton and St. Kilda were a big chance to make it at some point. And after every round, they were like, whoa, St. Kilda really cost themselves a finals chance here, but they're still a sniff.
1: They both had that thing of like maybe five or six weeks after everyone sort of almost officially wrote them off. It was suddenly like, hang on a sec, what the fuck? They're still alive? It was weird. A weird season.
2: Yeah. Well, that happened. Yeah. The last two spots in the fucking top eight were up for grabs up until this weekend. Yeah. Um, speaking of.
1: Hey, folks, I'm Mark Maron from the WTF podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultrasoft Tissues
2: Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash people today.
0: Cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue.
2: Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for you. Learn
3: more at uh1.com.
2: Essendon took on Collingwood, and I was shitting myself because it would have been an incredible <laughs> Collingwood thing to do. To roll into this game and be like, boys, let's lift, because we have a chance of not only beating Essendon, but costing them their finals appearance. But then, St. Kilda got it done. Essendon tweeted, the Essendon Twitter account tweeted the St. Kilda Twitter account just saying thank you before the game started. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. And then St. Kilda replied by retweeting that, but like a quote retweet, and just included the Infinity War gif of... We've done it, but at what cost, <laughs>
1: <laughs> Tom? I love the tweet we got from your dad that was basically like, because we've all qualified for the finals, we're gonna have our roast at Tom's parents' place. Yeah, correct. And your dad was like, once lockdown's over, it's oven time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. It was very funny. Loved it. He uh, he also extended the invite to um, Jacob, obviously yep. my brother. He's allowed at that house. Uh, yep. And Gemma got an invite yep. as well. So it's yeah, great. It a we big up- roast.
2: We make up, what, the the top, like, five of the top eight sides. That's huge.
0: Massive. It's it's juicy. Juicy Um, roast. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Anyway, the and Collingwood game, even though it meant nothing in the end, I um, still didn't want to lose to Collingwood and lose all momentum before rolling into finals, but got the job done and played well. Uh, Played very well. Devin Smith had the best game of his year. Was (laughs) maybe our
0: best on. (laughs) That's fucked to say. Well, either him... Or a uh, a man who is about what would you say he's two hundred centimeters tall? Yeah,
2: uh, maybe a little bit taller. Ever since he kicked seven against Western Bulldogs, he's looking probably close to three hundred centimeters. Where's <laughs> wears,
1: no lift. wears lifts in his boots? <laughs> <Yeah.
0: laughs> now every 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 goal he kicks on a defender, he takes their scalp and puts it on top of his just to make <laughs> it a little bit. Easier. <laughs> <laughs> Got um. a little hat of defenders' heads. But yeah, this game, like, so not only did,
2: and I kind of feel, well, not bad, it's just going to be weird to see what team we roll into the finals with, because Tipper hasn't played the last two weeks. Um, Coldwell is apparently good to go,
0: although I wouldn't play Ooh,
1: him. Yeah, I don't think, yeah. no. Does, uh, he, does
0: he go your sub? Actually, that's probably a good call. Because he can play midfield or forward. Hooker,
2: apparently, I know, like, I love him and everything, and it just seemed like he wasn't going to get a game, but apparently he's, like, in huge contention for selection for this game. Langford could be back if not if I mean if we beat Western Bulldogs I think he'll probably definitely be back for the semi-final but (sighs) won't even talk about that I don't want to get too excited but yeah like we've got like a pretty healthy list at the moment yeah
1: it's peaking it's juicy
2: but I feel bad because like Alec Waterman who is a relatively fringe player kicked four gave away a hundred meter penalty for the same thing pretty funny (laughs) kick four though so I can't be angry at him Yeah. Um, We also, well, I made the uh, very acute discovery that Alec Waterman actually looks like a long lost Reed brother. (laughs) Uh, If you put Tom, Jacob and Alec next to each other, you'd be like, oh yeah, brothers.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He's he's coming for the roast as well. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. He's got an invite too.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's huge. Uh, There was one point where I was really worried though, because Redman did a dangerous tackle and gave away a free kick. And he was so upset with himself, but I was like, fuck, he might get reported for the tackle, not for- Yep. But yeah, I think everything's fine. The tackle also wasn't- It was fine. Like, it was just like it- the player kind of got ridden into the ground because they tried to run out of the tackle. Yeah. Yeah. Was it a free kick? Yeah, it was a free kick. Ah, that'll do. But yeah, could have easily been a game where we cooked it because we could have been hesitant to, you know- get any injuries rolling into finals and Collingwood were just happy to throw everything at us. But yeah, won by
0: 38 points. Your destiny was in your hands. Actually, it was in the Saints' hands. They took it out of your hands. Didn't even need to worry about it. There was no destiny. Yeah. It was just there. So Tom- I did the math just in case for you, mm. just before that game. You would have needed to lose by more than 150 points to have missed finals. Yeah, it was
2: 40 goals, I think. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, you did the maths, but a bit wrong. Because yeah, it was close to 250 <laughs> points, I believe.
0: Well, sorry, I could only get it to go to 150, and you were still in. So I figured anything <laughs> after that, I didn't have accurate data for. <laughs> uh, and then finally,
2: look, and it pains me to say this, because I wanted this game to be hectic, but one of the shittest games of the weekend. Yeah. And frankly, an insulting way to end what was a very hectic round of football. Uh, Typical Adelaide 18th. being rude like that. Yeah. Adelaide just fucking turned it on in the last quarter and just killed North Melbourne. 1 by 44 points.
0: That's, I reckon, everything that needs to be said about yeah. that game. Both of those teams will be more exciting next year. Especially the shin uh, Shinboners. i got to be
2: careful with that fucking group chat. It's going to cook my tips.
1: <laughs> Big time. you got to be careful, mate. Be yeah. careful.
2: Got to be careful. Keep getting sucked in. Yeah.
1: I think that's two years in a row now that you've lost to me, by the way.
2: Yeah, I know. Yeah, this is, I think, just- the worst I've done in tips in quite a while because we were both top twenty last year. I nearly
1: got there again. I was yeah. top ten last year. Fuck. Yeah,
0: guys, yeah. I have my best. I had my best result. Yeah, I finished sixty fourth. That's, 64th. Huge. that's
2: yeah. huge. Yeah, it's crazy that I finished so low in a year where Asident did well. Yeah, you just fucking
1: caught a bit of Tom's disease this year. <laughs> <I reckon. laughs> Went for a few too many miracles.
2: No, I think the problem was that I went miracles way too late, and when the miracles were coming off, you had called them all, and I hadn't. I was I think I was you and I fell stage.
1: into the same trap in the last probably three weeks of the season, where we yeah. were like, we're too far behind to win, so let's just have a crack at some, some yeah. fucked
2: chaos. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, North Melbourne beating Richmond. That tip. <laughs> yeah.
1: We got swept up.
2: Yeah. Mm. Anyway, speaking of tips,
0: should we- Tip for finals? Oh, that sounds pretty fucking juicy, boys. <laughs> it feels like it feels like the finals for twenty twenty were like five minutes ago for me. <laughs> I don't know why. It just cause I think because we're back in lockdown again and we can't go to them. It just yep. feels like it's last yeah. year again. Yeah.
2: I got uh just quite just quickly on lockdown. Got my vaccine uh, a couple of hours before we recorded. Bought a packet of jelly beans to celebrate. I'm feeling yeah. good. <laughs> Mate, I um, I bought two magnums on the way home after getting my vaccine the other <laughs> week. It's just two for you, or did your girlfriend get one
0: mm, for me? Oh, that's so good. <laughs>
2: it would have. The only way that would have been better is if there was actually four magnums purchased, and you and your girlfriend both had two each. We then also got a pie on the way home too. You had two magnums and a pie.
0: Yeah. Oh, every that's... time, every every purchase I made like that, I was just like, no, nah, but I did the right thing by the community. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's huge. That's hey, they didn't give me a lollipop, so I make my own lollipops. And I didn't even get a so fucking sticker. In a pie. But they did say,
2: well done, you're a hero. Uh, you're one of the bravest people I've ever met. And I said, yeah, no, fair enough. I get that <laughs> a lot. That's true. <laughs> the nurse said she was going to name her kids after me. Yeah. <laughs> I should have been like, don't worry about a sticker. Just listen to how it gets footy.
1: Those kids are going to get bullied for being called fuckwit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey, fuckwit, read. <laughs>
1: I don't even Wait, have a clever she has
0: my thing- surname Why is she
2: <laughs> <laughs> No that's their first name Fuck Okay with, Fuck Fuck with Read Nurse <laughs>
3: <laughs> Oh shit uh,
2: um, Anyway Friday night Adelaide Oval Port Adelaide are taking on Geelong In Brother the Battle boys, Qualifying final The Battle of the Brothers
0: We know my tip Yep So Sean Are you breaking
1: my heart this week Or is Dusha? Well, Port not breaking your heart in the sense that I'll be barracking for Geelong with all my heart. Oh yeah, I um, I
2: want Geelong to win, but I think that Port will. I think I think Port will win as well. Yeah, dangerous game. <sighs> <sighs> Very Saturday in Tasmania. Oh, surely, this is the, the Battle of the Brothers versus Battle of the Bridge. Straight after that, <laughs> Sydney? Sydney. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sydney. We'll be
0: stressful. The Kennedy Kennedy Mills thing is big, though. Wait, Kennedy? Yeah, Kennedy's not playing. Josh Kennedy. Josh Kennedy didn't play on the weekend, and I don't think he's playing this week either. Jesus Christ. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure he's out for a couple of weeks.
1: Oh, what the fuck? I didn't even know that. I obviously did not listen to that before. Um, Sydney.
2: Yeah, I'm going to go Sydney too, but I also wouldn't be super shocked if GWS pull off a miracle here. If yeah. GWS if do beat Sydney, that will be their final- Like That'll be GWS's final run done. That will be yeah. their big final, but-
1: Until they play Geelong the next week. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Fuck.
0: Fucking
2: hell. Fuckin Sorry, hell. they're not
0: playing me next week, because we're winning on Friday.
2: Fuckhead uh, Reed yes. Nurse might have of to course. change their name to Straight Sets Reed Nurse.
0: <laughs> oh, this is some absolute disgraceful behaviour from the pair of you. Hey, I didn't say it. <laughs>
2: Uh next game. Ooh, Adelaide Oval again. Melbourne take on Brisbane.
0: Melbourne.
1: No, I don't mean it. I don't mean it at all. Sean,
2: I think Melbourne will win. I do mean it. I'm sorry.
1: Hey mate. That's fine. I respect your honesty.
2: I will be barracking um, for Brisbane and I'll be barracking for Joey to kick eight. But thank you, thank I'm you, worried. Thank you.
1: I'm not uh, I'm not worried. I mean I'm worried in the sense that I worry about every single game. As you know, Joel Tom, you've forgotten what that feels like, but um. <laughs> yeah, I think we can win. I think we can. Yeah. Well, to be I, honest, I, I want- genuinely believe. I'm. I'm excited for finals.
2: I want you to win big time. Uh, due to a delivery driver at your work, um,
1: <laughs> the and- most arrogant Melbourne supporter I've yeah. ever met. Probably. So confident.
2: The biggest fuckhead I've never met. Like, as in, <laughs> I get such a strong fuckhead vibe from him that I don't even need to meet him to know exactly what type of person he is, and that I hate him.
1: Every week he says to me Are you talking up Melbourne on your show yet Because he's going to tune in and listen to the podcast (laughs) So maybe this will be the week When he listens to it
2: (laughs) Delivery driver if you're listening And you know who you are are. Fucking turn down the arrogance cunt (laughs) Lids not off yet Fucking you might still remember 1964 you old prick (laughs) <laughs> but it was a long time ago.
1: <laughs> he's, he's not that old.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Email in.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh, and then, finally, fucking hell. Sunday afternoon, 3.20. <sighs> Western Bulldogs take on Essendon. Essendon Joel. to break a 17-year no winning in final streak.
0: Joe, what's going to happen is... Just before the game, Jakey is going to pull the boys together and he's just going to say to them, boys, there's going to be an ambush. You're going to win. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ.
2: Well, Fuckin hell. one thing that's going to... So there's a couple of things that are definitely working in Essendon's favour, but we're still absolutely going to go in. A huge underdog. And if we pull off this win, this will be my grand final. Like I said before, my grand final for 20... Like 20 years worth of grand finals at once. I'll die. Mm. I'll just <laughs> explode on my couch.
0: See... Here's the thing, Joel. You think you're the big underdogs, but um, I've just had a look at the odds. Mm. And uh, I'm not going to tell you what they are because I fucking hate sports betting.
2: Yeah, look, we are the least likely team to win on the weekend, but not by much. I know what you're talking about, Tom. It's not a blowout. We're lucky in a couple of instances that would probably make Western Bulldogs nervous. One, Jake Stringer is absolutely the type of player that would love to turn it on and beat his former club in a final. Two, we have significantly better form going into the finals on Western Bulldogs. We beat them three weeks ago. Well, three, we beat them three weeks ago and that was when they had less injuries than they do now. And a couple more of our players are, like have found further form. And a player that kicked seven on them three weeks ago just kicked four again. So he's his confidence will be up.
0: Mm-hmm. 400 centimeters up. <laughs>
2: oh, Jesus
0: so
1: I'm, Christ.
2: Yeah, I'm going Essendon, but- It's a lot of scalps. This is one of those things where- I want to win so bad, and I will be the most excited man. I will be infuriating on this podcast next week if we win. But if we don't win, this is still a huge overachievement by this club. By, like, such a substantial margin. Like, so many people had us bottom four. And everything that's come out of this season, like, all of the behind-the-scenes stuff, which I said I was going to talk about, but I haven't mentioned yet, like... There's been lots of like team photos and players coming out and being like, we used to feel like we play at Essendon, but now we play for them. Like we feel like way more of a community. The "I love you too" stuff that was happening. Yep. Dyson Heppel being the nicest man in football, nicest man in the world. Um, gold logie. Like, uh, like apparently the young guys have brought like quite a good culture into the club. Truck seems stoked. So, yeah, whatever happens, we've had a good season, and I hope the next season we continue that form. But fuck the dogs this week. Essendon.
1: Who are you tipping, Tom?
0: Oh, Bombers.
2: Joel. Sean. Bombers.
3: Yes! <laughs>
1: yeah, I think it's on. I think it's very on. Just live in the moment, mate. And in the spirit of tips don't matter now because we're in the finals, I'm tipping Geelong. Yay! <laughs> yeah, I believe. Thanks, mate. Fuck Ken Hinkley. That
2: uh, that makes your belief in Essendon feel less powerful, but that's okay. Do
0: you know what's going to happen, Sean? For the belief for all of our rounds is that a player at each of our clubs is going to put up a little blue sign that says "Believe." Oh,
1: I would love that. Everyone should watch Ted Lasso. Joel, you should watch it. It's big. It's got everything.
0: New episodes every Friday, the same day as Scaredy Boys. Oh yeah, my god!
2: How's that for powerful a- combo? Incredible combo. Now, Tom. Yes. Got a question? Have we gotten emails? Tom, we do. Uh, people have caught on. The last couple of weeks, we haven't opened up the inbox, so it is fucking chock-a-block full of emails that don't matter anymore because we didn't read them in the round they were relevant. But we did get two this weekend, so I'm going to read those out. This is from Tim. Boys, Jax's brother here, Tim. It's matches like Brisbane this week that are literally going to be the reason I go bald. Never... Have I seen a footy game with a live ladder the entire fucking time? To not only have to win, but to have to win by four goals, then five goals, then six goals until Daniel fucking Mc... No, <laughs> oh, Sean, don't listen. You're not going to like this. Until Daniel fucking McSpray decides to do the Oi, worst he his entire career. Which I brother is this again? Now, this is Tim. Tim, Tim is settle down, mate.
1: <laughs> settle down. Be more like Jax. Don't write fucking bullshit about Dermot's day. <laughs>
2: And then Lincoln McCarthy's best point ever to make me lose my voice because I went from screaming to silence to screaming for about four hours. (laughs) Safe to say this is the single most stressful football game I've ever played uh, that has ever been played. I write this to you on the morning after. My voice is gone. My neck is stiff so that every time I move it hurts. And my abs are in so much pain from all of the AFL watching yesterday evening. I'm in so much pain, but all for the love of footy.
1: That's great. Apart from the Dan McStay stuff.
0: <laughs> okay, cut that out. You can
2: yeah.
1: Dan McStay out of our inbox. Yep. Whoa!
2: Thank you for your e- great. your email, Tim, brother of Jacks.
1: Hey, just speaking of Tims, can I quickly just say, in our AFL fantasy, the Goods Footy League, yep. Tim Gregory mm-hmm. was the winner of our competition. He undefeated. was undefeated for the entire season. Tim. Yep. That's huge. Well done, that's, Tim. That's well close on, Tim.
2: to relegation due to us fearing you next
1: year. Tim barracks for Carlton, so this is the biggest thing to happen to him all year.
2: <laughs> well, Carlton can take two things away from this season. One, the Coleman medal, and two, that Tim, great at Fantasy League. Yeah.
1: So, Tim's the one to beat for next year, especially when uh, Mr. Joel Duscher enters yep. the competition. Huge
2: announcement. I'm in. Yeah. People, <laughs> people keep asking if I'm in next year, and I'm thinking yep. I'm in.
1: Send us an email to the How Good's Footy inbox uh, if you want. If you're interested in playing next season, we'll yeah. get a bit of a, a bit of a squad together. I will give preference to um, obviously to Tim and to other people who finished quite strongly. Yeah. in the comp. Yeah.
2: And uh, what about Sean? Just quickly, what about people that faded away and didn't update their team after like round four?
1: If you faded away and didn't update your team, don't even bother getting back to us. Don't, <laughs> don't bother reaching out. <laughs> You've what about re- uh,
0: people who had a certain uh, Collingwood number two player in their side?
1: Well, that certain person lost the grand final and I would argue got what he deserved. <laughs> yeah.
0: uh, so this final
2: email, oh, it has a huge sign off. So get excited for that.
1: <clears throat> this is from
2: <laughs> Owen and it's big, but it's big in both content and word count. So strap in. Dear footy philosophers. Despite not being a religious person or someone who believes in the paranormal, in brackets, which doesn't stop me from being terrified of crawling men, thanks to Scaredy Boys, new episodes every Friday, close bracket, I have one exception. I'm very superstitious when it comes to sport, particularly footy. This manifests in seeing omens in the events leading up to a match and dedication to pre-game rituals. As a D's supporter... I try to make sure everything I wear on game day is red, blue, or a combination thereof, including socks and jocks.
0: (laughs) I respect that. I wear long socks for every game.
2: This recently stepped up a notch when I found myself wearing my Melbourne jumper with white sports shorts whilst watching us play an away game, which we won. (laughs) Fucking hell. The next home game, I realized it didn't have a pair of appropriately short navy shorts, and I went for the next closest thing I had being a pair of short navy boardies with a white floral pattern. It did the trick, and the boys got the job done. (laughs) However, on Saturday, I was too caught up in the hecticness of round 23 football, and despite being in the appropriate colours, had failed to try and match the D's kit for the night. (laughs) Whilst trying to get my red and blue heart to recover from the uh, continuous cardiac arrest that was the second quarter, my girlfriend pointed out that I was wearing jeans and not shorts. I immediately changed and slipped on the floral navy boardies. And in the third and fourth quarter, well, you know what happened. The D's made an incredible comeback. Fluids were absolutely everywhere. Incredible finish. Sorry, not sorry, Tom. I'm pretty There's sure. There's nothing we could have done. We were <laughs> fighting up against shorts.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Can't beat shorts, mate.
2: Can't beat shorts. I'm pretty sure I'm not alone in such behavior and was wondering what's the dumbest thing you've done to try and help your team win. Stay roasty. Oh, well.
0: oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: Tom, you're a superstitious football man, aren't you?
0: I certainly am. That is, I certainly am. I'm <laughs> turning into Short Carnery. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm. Yeah, I have. I have a couple. Uh, I have. I wear Geelong football socks yep. for every game. I have a pair of uh, lucky footy shoes that I wear two games. Yep. Um, I have a variation of different jumpers depending on the conditions, home and away. Yeah. Uh, at the game, at my house, at the G at yep. Geelong, um, they're sort of the big ones. I also make sure that I'm not wearing any clothing that has colours of the opposition in them. Yeah, that's important. important. So if I'm if I'm playing, say, like the Bombers, mm. I'm not going to wear a pair of black jeans. I might just wear a pair of blue jeans. Yeah, that's the that's the big one. Yeah, green but- is a good colour to wear because there's there's only. Only Freo. Freo have green yeah. and they only wear it sometimes. So yeah, yeah, yeah. you're safe with you're safe with green.
2: Yeah. Um Sean, do you have any pre game rituals or anything you need um, to do during a game that makes you feel better? Except punch your couch?
1: Oh, punch the shit out of it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I I wear my I've got these Charlie Cameron socks that I wear. Yep. Um and also I just wear this jumper that I'm I'm wearing yeah, right now. Really it's a sort of old school woolen Brisbane one. Uh, occasionally, depending on weather, mm. I might not wear it. And I've realized before, I'm like at halftime, I put it on and in the second half, Brisbane's form has lifted. There's been some powerful moments like yep, that. That's it, huge. It, it feels good.
2: Yeah. Um, my ritual, I don't really have many. I think the big one for me is I try and drink a beer every time I'm watching the footy.
1: Okay.
2: Um, mixed results, but it means that I yeah usually have a pretty good time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's probably the big one for me. Yeah.
1: That's solid advice. Yep. <laughs> pretty good advice. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um. And if you want to send us your pre-game superstitions to get you through the finals, you can send us an email to howgoodsfooty at gmail.com or you can find us on Twitter at howgoodsfooty or individually, I'm at Awkward
1: Trade. I'm at Carney from 55.
2: And I'm at Deuce13. And if you hate Essendon and we win this weekend, don't listen next week. It will be the worst listening experience you've ever had.
0: Boys, how Goods finals and friendship. Oh, Can't great. believe
2: we're all there again. Jesus Christ. Yep. What a year. This has been fucked.
1: It's oven time, boys.
0: <laughs> it's up in time.
1: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen